All right. Loaded Sports Outlier Sessions back at it again. We have a guest from Eaton, Colorado, just north of Denver. Uh, draft prospect for the 2023 MLB draft, Walker Martin, Arkansas commit. Walker, thanks for hopping on with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate you having me on. It's going to be a fun time. Absolutely. Uh, really excited to dig into a whole bunch of different things with you because I know that on top of being a you know top draft prospect on the baseball side, you've got quite a decorated past on the football field and uh, also on the basketball court. So, yes, sir. Um, you know, definitely love getting into all kinds of different corners of athleticism. And, um, yeah, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about, you know, your decision to pursue baseball over the other two. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, outlier athlete load in 10, uh, that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody at this point, uh, six, four, 205 pounds and still growing. Um, definitely one of the most exciting combinations of size and athleticism in the entire country. So very excited to have Walker on. We're going to start uh, a little bit light, throw some things at you, um, you know, Denver related, Colorado related, uh, and kind of see what you got for us with these quick hitters. Right on. Cool. All right. So uh, first little segment here, I'm going to give you something and you take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. Take okay. it or leave it. Gotcha. Uh, number one, prairie dogs. Well, I'm leaving it. Not a I'm prairie dogs guy. No, I'm not. I'm not from a kid from a country. I mean, they're kind of a nuisance around the around the farms. I don't know. I mean, try to keep those away from the farm animals. Animals, you know. I mean, uh, but yeah, I'd say I gotta leave those ones. Leave them out. <laughs> when we moved out here, my wife saw them and she thought they were adorable. And then yeah. anybody she's ever brought them up to, they're like, oh yeah, they're a nuisance. They carry the right. plague. They carry rabies. So, uh, yeah, definitely. When we're on the farm, we try to get we try to keep those things away. I mean, uh, moving cattle sometimes kind of kind of gets a little little hairy. Uh, but no, it's uh, we try to keep those things away from the from the cows and everything. But uh, but no, yeah, I'd say leave it. Yeah. Leave, leave the prairie dogs. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, this one's fun. Uh, they play in downtown Denver, the Colorado Rockies. Take them or leave them. Oh, we're taking them. Yeah, we're taking them. Of course. <laughs> of course yes sir we're taking them that's hometown team uh always grew up watching them i mean just in my backyard I remember going to all the games back then and then uh with troy Tulisky, nolan arenado Trevor story i mean had some great ball players and uh so yeah i'm definitely taking them for sure yeah, and it's a beautiful ballpark and it's mm-hmm. relatively affordable so you got yeah yeah for sure definitely all right last one on take it or leave it uh the food that this part of the country is known for pork green chili pork green chili oh man yeah i'd say take it i mean green chili and pork those are two good combos i mean i'd say take it. that that's yeah i've never really had the mixture but i mean pork's good green chili's good you, i mean can't go wrong with that so you've I'd never take, had the mixture i've never had the mixture but uh I mean, smothered burrito with green chili. I mean, can't go wrong with that. I mean, and pork itself is just great. So, but no, I'd say, I mean, the combo it wouldn't be, doesn't sound too bad. I mean, I'd take it. Yeah, I will say it's it's a pretty unique take on chili. Um, I personally like it. Um, we were with a group of people from Kansas mm-hmm. two weekends ago, and they said that the way that they do chili is they do uh, half venison, half beef, and they yep. serve it with cinnamon rolls. Really? 
huh. yeah, and I, I might leave that, but uh, definitely a take on the pork green chili. Gotcha. I'm going to have to try that. I'm going to have to figure out who has that. But uh, well, no, we're going to have to try that out. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the heart of Kansas for that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, We'll, we'll, be, we'll be making a stop there sometime, hopefully. Yeah, there you go. All right, so on the topic of food, uh, do you have a favorite food or spot um, at home or in the area around home, Fort Collins, Boulder, Denver? Man, um, shoot, I'll just start off with eating. I mean, downtown and downtown eating. I mean, I mean, we got a place called Stevens Grill. I mean, probably one of my favorite burgers to go to. I mean, it's kind of a go-to spot when you come through eating and like this little small small town. He, I mean, Steve himself makes up whips up a good burger. So I'd say, uh, can't go wrong with that. But, uh, I mean, there's plenty of good food joints around here. Um, just off 85 here, we got a place called Austin's has great food, um, up next to UNC and Greeley. Um, but no, I mean, there's a lot of good spots around here. I mean, can't go wrong with a lot of places. I mean, cheesecake factory down in Denver is good. Um, can't go wrong with that. They got good, good taste. Um, Trying to think of like all areas around Colorado that I've been to, but uh, but no, I mean you can't go wrong with a lot of places around here. There's good good food. I mean, good location, good people. So and uh, they usually take care of us. So I mean, but I'd say the quick hitter to go to down here in Greeley is also uh, Chiba Hut. They got some good good subs. They got some really good subs. Uh, we usually hit that spot up after church or something, and uh, yeah, I mean it never gets old. So. Well, I did, it sounds like I got options on Tuesday. I might go see Steve. Okay. I, I, hey, Steve's, you got to get the George, though. The George Burger. The George Burger? Oh, yeah. All right. I'll tell him that you sent me. Yes, sir. <laughs> I got you. Awesome. Uh, all right. So let's transition a little bit. Um, so another another fun one, but on the baseball yeah. side. Uh, who is the best baseball player that you played with this past summer? Played with or, or just like? Or against or on, with on the same field, on the same field. Yeah, man, there's been a lot of good ball players I played with this summer. It was a the circuit this summer was really fun. Got really competitive. Um, I don't. I mean, first name that comes to mind when I first like pitcher that comes to mind is Thomas White. Going against him was crazy. I mean, man's got filthy stuff. I mean, left on left, it's tough, especially with his arm slot. Um, and when he runs it up to ninety six, it's with with some movement it's it's not fun to hit for a lefty hitter um but no i'd say he makes he made it competitive it was a, it was pretty fun at bat um was looking forward to it it was my first one at pg national um it was a lot of fun uh really competitive and i just wanted to see where i ranked up against him and it was a, so yeah i'd say probably he was the top arm i saw um but i mean there's plenty of others i can name but by far i think it was the most the one that i wanted the most but uh but no, for a position player, I'm at man. I mean, shoot, there's a lot of them from Colorado that were. I mean, I got a chance to play with this summer on uh, my final uh, slam, like Slammers team. Uh, for just to name a few, like Carson Tinney, probably the best catcher I've, I've we played with. I mean, kid's a freak. Um, he's got pop. His arms, he's got a strong arm, and he just sticks the ball. Um, Chase Jaworski, I mean. Kid can run like the wind. He's smooth. He can hit, and he's got a lot of juice in that bat. So, um, JT Shank, all those guys. I, I'd say, and just and Tate. Obviously, I played with him my whole life. Um, I mean, he just watching him grow, just see how, like the velo jump he's made. It's it's incredible. Um, 
definitely got some life in that arm and that the change up if I wouldn't want to hit against that. I mean, but hey, when we do live at bats, I see it all the time and it's it. I mean, it gets better every like every I swear. But uh, but no, that, I mean, shoot, there's a lot of good players here in Colorado. I got to play with. Um, but no, I'll finish up like the one kit I'd say that I was looking forward to at area codes was Zach Wattis. I mean, and when he hit those two home runs out of area codes, it was those balls went pretty far. So it was a lot of fun but getting to play with those guys. Um, I mean, also like Rock Chalowski, uh, Josh Tiedemann. Uh, who else? I mean, I can go on. I mean, those I mean, those guys were crazy. It was a lot of fun playing with those guys. Finley Bates here in Colorado, too. Um, but no, it was I mean, I could go on with names, but just I love say, it. Shouting everybody out. Small portion, just a small portion of what I got to play with this uh, this summer. So it was a ton of fun. That's it. Walker's out here giving everybody love. Love to see yes, it, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Tommy White. Definitely a good one. The lefty out of Massachusetts. Shout out to Massachusetts. Uh, I've heard Chase has been getting a lot of buzz lately. George yeah, Chase is. Yeah, he's been balling out. We kind of been going home run for home run, shot for shot. I mean, I swear every like every time I hit one, he's always texting me back. And I was like, I'm right behind you, bro. But no, it's it's been fun. It's been good. It's it's good competition. It's friendly competition. But no, we push each other. We text each other. Just I mean, just to strive and like you get to twenty a piece, twenty a piece. I mean, all and just uh, I don't know, kind of can. It's just brotherly love, and it's uh, it's fun. He's but no, he's been balling out, and I've been proud of him and happy for him. He's he deserves it. It's awesome. A little competition there for the uh, Gatorade State Player of the Year. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, last one here, and then we'll get into some LTAD long-term athlete development-related questions. Uh, where was your favorite place that you traveled to last summer? Favorite place. Um... I enjoy the South. I'm I'm big on going the South. I don't know. I just like playing ball down there. It's fun. Um, some people hate the humidity, but I mean, I, I it kind of grew on me. Um, I'll say, but when you get all sweaty, like in the night games, it just and then it just doesn't go away. That's that's the one part that sucks. But uh, but no, I mean it's fun. I enjoy playing ball down there, like in Georgia, Bama, um, Florida, obviously. But I know I'd say the. The one place where I had the most fun was at at uh, San Diego University in the area codes. That was that was a lot of fun. Good weather. I mean, not too hot. It was just, it was perfect. Just the just the whole th- whole thing about it was awesome, um, and just good ball. I mean, just com- good competitive at bats and just a really good experience. And I'm really happy that I got the opportunity to do it this summer. You get a California burrito out there? I did. Yeah, we went to this little hole in the wall, and uh, man. My guy Chase, he he took us out there, and it was, it was a bit. I mean, they're pretty good, good sized burritos, but no, my mom ordered this one, and I swear this thing was like three times the size of ours, and it was like just covered the whole table. But no, it was good. They they, I mean, they they whipped it up down there. Yeah, there's a spot uh, just south of Denver. So if you're ever down in this neck of the woods, you let me know. Uh, and it's a Cali Mex spot, and it's got, got a you. California burrito, and it's sweet. Yeah, it's, it's like you're there. in San Diego, but I hear you on the humidity. I grew up on the East Coast and mm-hmm. I miss it, honestly. Um, yeah. Yeah. The part that you don't miss is like if you go for a run in the summer and then you take a shower, like you're still sweating after the shower. But... Right. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> right. Definitely. Yeah. But sure. there are some some beautiful summer nights out there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not as hard to to breathe down there like here in Colorado, you know, but uh, I hear this thin air gets to you sometimes. But uh, but no, I enjoy it down there. It's it's good weather. I mean, and just the people down there are great too. So yeah, it lets the skin be a little <laughs> bit too. 
I gotta be drinking water nonstop and my skin still dries out here, but yeah, we're right. jumping, you know. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Long-term athlete development, LTAD. Uh, this is something that's really important to us at Loden Sports. And I think this is a really important topic to hit with anybody we bring on the show, right? So if it's you know, a player or a coach or whoever it might be, um, just kind of talking about, you know, what are some of the best ways to go about developing an athlete, you know, from youth to wherever they end up. Right. So it could be professional college, recreational athlete in your thirties, whatever it might be. So, uh, the first one is related to emotional well-being because I think this is something that's really important. And I actually do have another question for you on this later on. Um, because I think this is something that just needs to continue to be talked about. Um, and I think you probably have a really interesting perspective on this being that you're kind of in the spotlight right now. Um, leading up to the draft, there's a lot of people that are talking about you that you've never met. Um, and I think that's a shared experience for, you know, you and every other kid that's being put under the microscope right now. So emotional well-being right off the bat, uh, three things that you're grateful for today. And then I'll share my three. Um, but this is something that I do every day going all the way back to, man, it's been almost five years now, three unique things every day. So, um, what do you got? Three things. So obviously I got to thank God for giving me another day on this earth. I mean, he's given me another day to go out and chase my dreams. So I thank him for that every day. I pray about it for uh, my family, friends, loved ones, just to see, uh, just to see another day. I mean, and just uh, go out, go out and attack that day and have, have a blessed day. So I I'm thankful for that just to start off. Um, he gives, I mean, he gives us everything. So, and I appreciate what, what he's done for me and my family and everybody else who surrounds me. So um, I give, yeah, I'd say number one overall is my faith and uh, just the glory to God. So, um, but no, I mean, two, I'd say family, my mom and dad, um, sister, aunts, um, uncles, grandparents, loved ones. I mean, just, they've always been there for me and I've got great, I got a great support system here in Colorado. Um, come to all my games my sister's games cousins we i mean they travel everywhere so really thankful for them and what they provide for me um i mean they, they i mean they're in it through thick and th- uh thick and thin the good times and the bad so i give that to them too so appreciate everything they've done for me and uh it's going to continue so i'm i'm excited for the future and, we're, and to have them all come out and support so it's it's a pretty cool deal for me to have um, and also, I'd say for my third one is just my eating community. I mean, community here is is uh, strong. I mean, it's a little I mean, for a little farm town. The community comes about about everything. I swear. I mean, they pack the house for football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, swimming, tennis, whatever it is. They come out and support whenever. If we want a state championship, they're all in the town and they greet us home, which is it's a pretty good deal. Um, and I want to say. I appreciate all like all the coaches I have at Eaton, teachers and uh just teammates and amazing and just the, yeah, obviously the amazing community. I mean, developed so many great relationships here, um brother brotherly relationships that I'll cherish forever. Um just and like having great support system as the teachers too. They support us in our sports and everything like that. So and it just it just all comes together as one. So it's it's pretty cool deal having here in uh just a little farm town. So um, but no, I'd say those are my top three things for, that I'm grateful for. Yeah. Shout out to Eaton, uh, for the people out there who don't know town of Definitely. what I mean, six thousand people. Uh, I'd say about 3000. It's getting Ooh. up there. It's getting up there, but, uh, 
But no, it started off a lot small, smaller, but no, it's uh, kids are coming in. I mean, people just hear about our community and they want to be a part of it and I wouldn't blame them. So, and they want to put their kids through it. I mean, you see all these little kids come to games and uh, I, I was one of those kids. I mean, when we were, when we were a smaller community, I've always wanted to be the next eating shortstop. I looked up to, I mean, shoot, I'll call, I'll name out some, some eating uh, high school players back then, like Lane Griman, Brady Tedesco, uh, Matt Burkhart. I wanted to be those guys when I grew up. Um, and they set the, they set the bar for us and that just, they motivated us. And you see it now as they want to be the next Tate Smith, Mitch Haythorn, Ryder True and myself. So, and like, that's just whoever, I mean, you can name out names. And I mean, that's who these parents are bringing to, uh, they want us to be, they want to be enrolled here and that's who they want us, they want their kids to be. And it's, it's a pretty good deal. So, and that's why I, I think that Eaton keeps growing. So it's, it's, it's pretty good pretty cool deal that we have going on here um but no it's awesome i think it's kind of cool because it's almost like the smaller the town is the more tight-knit everybody is right and i think you, you jumped the gun a little bit on a, a question that's coming up here and we'll we'll come back to it but okay. it sounds like uh you know you've answered the ignition question which is really neat because a lot of people can't really put their finger on it and you just illustrated it perfectly yeah. um in terms of you know like what made you want to do what you do i always say that the best athletes play whatever sport is popular in their town mm-hmm. and it sounds like in your town you know everyone plays everything um, right yeah. but like you know if you grow up in texas and like everyone goes out to the football games on friday night the best athletes want to do that because they're drawn to that if you grow up in southern california and the best athletes are playing baseball like you're drawn to that so um mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like there's a little bit of that going on in your town. Um, yeah, everyone wants to grow up and be an eating red. So um, <laughs> very cool. For sure. uh, I'm going to hit you with my three things real quick. Um, first off, this one's going to sound a little silly, but have you ever heard of a Roomba? A Roomba? I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would have said like a month ago. I was like, yeah, I've heard of it, but um, <laughs> we've we've got one and it is a life changer. Really? Uh, so yeah, just wait a couple of years and, and once you're into adulthood and you can just hit a button and this little robot just goes around and vacuums everything. Yeah. It's fantastic. Hey, that, I bet. I mean, helps you out, you know, that's it. Um, two lane highways to hey, hey, those are good too. Those are good. Yep. So most of Massachusetts was two lane highways and it's okay. pretty easy because it's either you're in your lane and you got to worry about one other lane and that's it. Um, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's frustrating because like traffic's not moving and you've got nowhere to go. But like, <laughs> right. let me tell you, some of these five lane highways here. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it like crazy. everyone's going really fast in the right lane. People are going slow in the left lane. Like you got to. It's a little mixture. You're like weaving in and out. I mean, you got you to pass people that are going slow and then you get in the hot lane. I mean, but no, it's crazy sometimes here. But uh, but no, two lane highways. I mean, I could go wrong with that either. Yeah, you gotta you gotta double check, double check, and triple check before you change lanes. Yeah, right, right. Uh, People be flying up on you. I'm be like, wow, it's crazy. Like when I head down a slammer, sometimes I'm like, I look in my rear view mirror. I'm like, this dude's flying, so I gotta hop in the other one. So, but no, it's yeah, it's it's, little, it's like a it. it's like a dangerous game sometimes. But no, it's a uh, it's yeah. all right. No, hundred percent. Um but yeah, driving skills, you know, but that's not, that's not my third one. My third one's going to be alternate routes. Cause you know, when you click on the GPS and it yeah. says there's about to be a whole bunch of traffic, <laughs> it's always, you know, anytime you have an opportunity to take an alternate route, like mm-hmm. 
But when you don't, that's when you're extra appreciative of the alternate routes. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Hey, it's always out there. Help you out, you know, which technology these days helps you. So yeah, that's a good thing for sure. That's it. Ways, you know, shout yeah. Out to ways. Yeah. Shout out to ways. <laughs> All right. Um, how many state championships do you have? I got five right now. And that's three in three football, in football and two in baseball. And we're chasing baseball. our third one this year for baseball too. And you guys are currently undefeated. Yes, sir. Yep. And teams don't score on you guys. Yeah, we've. I mean, we've had some. We've had some teams put up put up some numbers against us. But no, I'd say just the we got some bats this year, and it's it's been a lot of fun. We've just been able to fill in spots that when we when we graduate seniors, and we just had that we have that depth just to fill in with kids. It's it's a it's a good deal we have here, um, and we got plenty of arms. I mean, shoot, we we have so many arms to go through, and it's 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 nuts. Like whoever, if we get, I mean, say we got knocked down two, three, two pitchers. I mean, we got freshmen that are coming in that are be able, that are able to hang in there with their varsity. So it's just what we have that's going on this year is awesome. And it's, it's just going to keep getting better. I feel like with the, with the kids coming up. So it's really hard for me to wrap my brain around. Cause you're talking about a town that has just a couple thousand people right. and like, let's just, let's just, put it out there like this isn't just your class no right like there's history at eaton going back and like yeah you know there's multiple guys who went on to play in the nfl mm -hmm. uh, austin eckler is one of the top players in the nfl oh, yeah. right now he's right. eaten um but let's just like talk about some of the talent that's on your roster right so you've got you you've got tate Mitch. right and like that's that's two huge players for this for any entire state right yeah but like beyond that like you know, yeah, yeah. We got you? got some guys out. I mean, then we got our so we got obviously you got Tay on the bump, and we also got our our it's kind of like our one two Oklahoma punch. We got Tate going to state Oklahoma State, and then we got Mitch going to Oklahoma, and then we got Garrett Garrison, who's also a junior. I mean, been up to like I'd want to say like eighty seven around there, like high eighties, um, maybe low night. I don't know, but he I mean he he's getting up there though, but you no know, he's He's just a dog on the bump. And then we got another junior who's a lefty, Lucas Stone. That'll just carve you up. I mean, just dotting up. I mean, this guy, he won't – I'm not going to – like, he he won't burn you with his, his velo, but, I mean, with his changeup and his off-speed, it's – he'll dice you up. But, uh, but no, he, he's just a pitcher overall. Um, and then we got Garrett Garrison. He's a freshman. He's been up to mid-80s. I mean, he's just a horse. He'll be up there. I don't know. This, I mean – the sky's the ceiling for him. He, I mean, with the, where he wants to take this, um, he's going to be a good player in the in the future. Um, Liam Whalen, he's also a freshman. He got a good arm, live arm. Gunner Duncan, our catcher. I mean, he just I could go on with my whole lineup. And then we obviously got. And then I'd say Ryder True, our big horse. He's our he's our four hole. He's hitting right behind me. But no, he's just a big, strong, physical kid. He's going to play football at Shattered State. Um, but no, he. He's just a dog. I mean, he he uh, he just uh, just a tank, just a freak. He just muscles everything and just. But no, he's it's good. It's good to have depth around here. Um, but it's a lot of fun. Um, so you need to tell me what's in the water up there or what? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's that big A water. Our trainer he he brings it to the game. So, but no. Yeah, uh, you guys probably should have played a national schedule. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish that'd be cool. I wish for sure, but uh. 
All right. Oh, no, also, hold get... on. One more. I got one more name to shout out. All right. All right. One more name. And his name's Kate Gentry. Um, he's our center fielder. He's he's not the top, tallest guy on the field, but no, he, he's got some wheels. And I mean, I've never seen a, a center fielder cover so much ground than him. That dude just catches everything. We'll be in practice playing 21 outs. And I'll just, I mean, off the machine, I'll just hit a seed, uh, just a seed up the middle. I mean, some, most of the time it's going to burn someone. And then he goes out and he's just making just the perfect breaks and just catches diving everywhere, just making plays. Um, and just, man. And then his bat just, I mean, he's catch, he's coming up on, like we're right now we're balancing out for batting average and he just, I mean, everything, I swear, he's just getting on base, whatever it is, but no, our, just everything we got going on right now. Um, it's, yeah, it's a good deal. So are you trying to tell me that being an athlete's important on a baseball field? <laughs> What's that? You trying to tell me that being an athlete on a baseball field is important? Oh yeah, yeah. He, I mean, you could put that thing up in a tornado, and I swear he'd catch it. It's, I don't know. It's what we got going on here, and just the depth. And I mean, and he plays football too. I mean, it's a thing. We had him in our slot this year, and our punt returners. I was like, this is this is just dumb. This is just a video game. Like we're just teasing kids now. But no, it's it's fun. It's it's a good deal. So awesome. Well. uh Fingers crossed that everything continues to go as it goes. Yeah, and definitely. Yeah, yeah just, you need to move that next string over to the other hand. Yeah, right. Got to fill them out. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So you have the size and athleticism, as we know, to play whatever sport you want college. Why did you choose baseball? So, I mean, growing up, I mean, I've, I loved everything. Played everything. Parents put me in everything. I just enjoyed being on a field or having a ball in my hands. I mean, it didn't matter what it was, either if it was baseball, basketball, football, soccer, whatever it was. I mean, just enjoyed everything. So just kind of going into it, kind of just took everything, uh, took it everything, just like, just see what I like best. I mean, and then once I started traveling with baseball and teams started asking you just to come play club ball with you, I, I figured out this is this is a cool idea. I mean, cool that we were able to do something like this, travel to different states, compete against good teams. And uh, just once I figured out that we could do this and just I had success with it, I, it's just something I've always wanted to do. I mean, growing up, I had, we had a backyard. Um, it was perfect for ground balls. I'd ask my dad to come right when he came home from work. I mean, we'd have like maybe 30, 30 minutes of sunlight left, and I just I give him the ball and the fungo. And our gloves and he'd hit me ground balls until it's dark so and that we did that constantly so i and it we always had like a little play we called the two little play we'd finish it off with and just growing up watching with those great players we we had like todd helton um to, to troy tulitsky nolan arenado um Trevor story just in like dj lemayhu i mean come on, i mean come on you can't you can't ask for a better infield than that so i mean so but no i'd say just growing up i mean it was just it kind of was just implemented in me like implanted in me that this is what i was meant to do obviously i enjoyed i love football football has been going through my family forever i mean i got two cousins that played college football one at unc and one at university of uh soup falls in south dakota south dakota and my dad was a quarterback my uncle was his receiver so um i mean just growing through it we've got a we got a family full of quarterbacks and so obviously I, I've loved it. Went to everything as my cousins with my cousins growing up. Um, but no, I just felt like baseball was my thing all through and through. And then 
once we moved out here, we put out, put in a barn and then we just got a cage just for, I mean, just, 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 I mean, just to have and just hit. So, and I, I mean, just once we started, once we put that up, it was, it was my second home. I swear I was out there 24 seven. I was like, this is what I want to do. That's when I, I realized that, that once we started getting these better pitchers and better competition, it was, it turned out and I had more success. It just, I mean, it was a lot of fun just creating those memories and just, just having that. So I, I feel like this game is just, it was just meant for me rather than the others. Well, I think baseball is really lucky to have you. Uh, and I think. Thank you. More people are going to start to see that in the very near future. Thank but, you. Uh, you're welcome. Um, so I got to ask, you know, because you, you do have the size and athleticism and you were, you were the starting quarterback on what all three state championship teams. Uh, so sophomore year, it was, we, I was, I was, in, I was the backup role, but I played wide receiver that year and linebacker and safety. Um, but no, I had some opportunity. I had some, I had started three games that year. Um, but no, I, I but junior year and senior years was my, when I was full-time quarterback, um, yeah, but, no, I, but through and out those three, uh, championships, I had some, I had appearances at starting quarterback. Yeah. Uh, an MVP of, of your last one, just to cap it all off. Yep. Um, did you have any interest from college football programs? Yeah. I mean, it was so sitting down with my coach at the beginning of the year. I mean, he had, he had some small D2s and just small mid-major schools reach out to him and just see if I was interested. But I, I sat down with him. And I told him that I'm playing football this year um, and baseball is my main focus. You know, I made my commitment my second week of my junior year again. Uh, the week of Platte Valley it was uh, so we had our home opener and then we had the next week. So and then that, that's when I made my commitment to Arkansas. So I'd say once I start, once I made that commitment, it kind of just shied away those schools um, that and made it like made it obvious that baseball was where I wanted to take my future. Um, but no, I had some small, like small looks, mid majors and D twos, but, uh, but no, I definitely feel like I could have, if I wanted to, um, but no, I, but no, I just felt like baseball was my main priority, but I couldn't like take myself out of not playing football my junior and senior year, you know. Well, you would have been that guy that in, in a couple of years you would have been in the NFL draft, second, third round <laughs> pick out of a D two that no one's heard of. Uh, I don't know about that, man. That's crazy. That's a that's a different type of breed out there. Hey man, I'll tell you, uh, you know, the Patriots are my favorite team. I grew up in Massachusetts, grew up watching them, and the two best players on the whole team right now are both guys who went D two. Uh, the safety Duggar, who was at Lenore Ryan, and then Matthew yeah. Judon, who led the NFL in sacks last year. So, hmm. um, you know, you know how it is. If you're if you're talented, they find you, and definitely, yeah, everything shakes itself out. But for sure, um, we talked about ignition a little bit before, so we're gonna hit this one real quick and then keep it moving. Uh, I think you did a beautiful job of kind of outlining, um, you know, why baseball and you know the beautiful culture of your town and kind of how. Mm -hmm. You know, you grew up wanting to play for the Eaton Reds and how that just continues to cycle its way up. So um, that's, again, like a picture perfect illustration of what ignition is. Right. Um, so I don't want to continue to beat the dead horse, but yeah. <laughs> um, anybody else you want to shout out? Because I know you've shouted out Tulowitzki and you shouted out all the Rockies that played in the infield, right? Uh, Arenado yep. and uh, LeMahieu and all them, but were there any moments growing up 
baseball related or players specifically uh, that you grew up watching that also kind of helped feed that interest to the sport? Man. I'd probably, yeah, I'd say still in the league, Bryce Harper. I'd say, I, I mean, I've always loved watching him play. I mean, even though he did some damage back in the day to the Rockies, but uh, I mean, I've always enjoyed watching him swing. I, I try to do a lot of things he does um, like with his lower half and just how explosive he is. I, I like to exa- like examine and watch what he does. I mean, he does a lot of good things and he just, I mean, he's just a freak, honestly, but no, I enjoy watching him. Um, great player. I mean, did it at such a young age and he's still doing, and he's still young right now. Still, still got plenty, plenty of years in the tank. So, um, but no, I've, I grew up watching him as my, as a, as a swinging perspective, perspective of more than anything. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed watching those guys and including him. Well, I squeezed something out of you that wasn't Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. It wasn't easy, but yeah, this guy's Colorado through and through over here. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. All right. Last one, El Tad related, and then we'll keep moving on to uh, the 2022 summer, which really looking forward to asking some of these questions, but um, let's talk about sleep real quick. And I just want you to talk about your relationship with sleep. It is the uh, most impactful legal performance enhancer. Um, what do you got? Do you, do you sleep well? How's your relationship with sleep? Yeah, I sleep well. I try to get seven, eight hours at night. Um, I mean, that's the key, the, the key to rest and fueling up your body for the next day. So, um, especially with where I'm at growing wise, I feel like that's what I need it. Um, that's, that's all I do sometimes. I swear, like when I get a weekend, I feel like I'm taking naps, like it's no other. Cause I just, just the body, like how I've been just changing physically. It's, it's been, and it's been demanding. I just need to, you need sleep. So, um, but no, I, I try to get seven, eight hours per night. So. Yeah. So it's all the kids out there that are watching this, uh, listen to Walker, get yes, your sir. sleep. Yes, sir. Get your sleep. For you can't sure. grow if you're not sleeping. Right. Yeah. Need it. Once you start <laughs> feeling those growing pains, you're going to be like, all right, let's go take, let's go lay down. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, we talked about last summer a little bit, and now we're going to get into the weeds a little bit more. Uh, what was your favorite experience? I know you talked about San Diego, and if that's what it is, that's cool. Um, favorite experience from the 2022 summer? Okay. I'd say favorite experience was playing with Slammers Dooman and the, the WWBA in Georgia. We made it all the way to the Sweet 16. I mean, not many people. Not many people would think a color, like a full-on Colorado team would make it that far. Um, just being able to set Colorado kids on the map was it was such a cool experience. Um, I mean, the last day we played, I think it was three or four games. I mean, we just ran out. We just the tank was dry. I mean, we, we just burned out. But we had a, such a good run. It was so much fun being able to compete with the with the best and being able to to make the the Sweet Sixteen and that it's such a big tournament with only Colorado kids just was, was meaningful to me and all the others that were on that team and just the slammers coaching staff and the community there too. Um, so I, I do think that was probably my favorite moment from the summer um, being able to make it all the way to the sweet 16 um, in the WWBA. So many people talk about that event and how impactful that is from so many different angles. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, a ton of teams and it is chaos and it is oh, it's, it's it's so much fun and just just like the people there, the coaches that the exposure you get i mean i wouldn't be in this position where i am 
like being able to be committed to Arkansas and just having those other opportunities from colleges. I mean, that's where it all started for me, you know, and just being able to put up good swings like that on in those tournaments, it's, it's helped out a lot. And I'd say that's probably one of my, my favorite tournaments I've ever played in, in the whole circuit I've done, I've done of uh, travel ball. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, um, Let's talk about the area code games a little bit and your experience yeah. there. You said it was a great experience. You said you played mm-hmm. with a lot of really good players um, and the whole thing. You've got, you know, obviously nothing but good things to say. You did not miss your opportunity to leave a mark on anybody who watched you play there. Um, was that a little bit of a confidence booster for you uh, just in the way that you performed there? Because it was really your first outside of PG National, mm-hmm. um, you know, opportunity surrounded by all i guess players that are under the microscope yeah i i took it as a as an opportunity you know going into it i mean same 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 approach was the pg national i was like it's an opportunity to go show yourself and who you really are um so i didn't really try to put too much pressure on myself you know i just was just a kid having fun playing ball and got some good swings up there and left my mark so and i just knew i belonged there you know i felt like i belonged there um been competing all this time against good competition and with i mean it didn't have like the exposure i did until then um and i wanted it just to show that i'm meant for this game and this i i truly believe that i could uh i could be doing this for a living so but no i uh i had a ton of fun it was a great experience um just the coaches that that we had being able to pick their brains i mean just understand like the whole process of this pro scouting thing as well um, but also and just get to know him as a, like, as a, as just as a person, you know, it's been awesome having them come to our games and just being, when I was there, like just being able to hit in the cage, figure out new drills. I liked see what worked. Um, and just, and just talk baseball. It's, it's, I enjoy it. I had a lot of fun just talking baseball with them too. So, but no, I mean, you see all these top arms, top players being in this element in like the same area as you. And you're like, all right. Let's go, let's, let's go put on a show, you know, like show them that you belong here. So right. I felt like it was just an opportunity and I took advantage of it and just was able to leave my mark. So, but no, it definitely, I mean, I was pumped when I left. I mean, I was pretty happy of how I performed, um, but no, it's, I mean, you get just, it was it, overall, it just so much fun and just a great opportunity. But yeah, I definitely feel like I left my mark and uh, wouldn't regret anything about it. Yeah. So I'll say this, um, you know, I was kind of watching from a distance and I was really happy to see, you know, you kind of come into the national spotlight there for a minute down at area codes. Cause um, you know, obviously I've been aware of, you know, your ability here for a while. And um, I think that there's way too many showcases. I think there's way too many all American games, big national events. Uh, I think the guys that get invited to everything, uh, probably get really worn down by the end of the summer. Uh, but something that I do want to bring up and you know, I, th- I think there's a lot of politics in who gets fed into these different events, but there's always an event that will catch a good player. Airy codes caught you. Um, and that's just, that's just what it is. And honestly, it probably ended up working out really well for you because you mm-hmm. weren't subjected to over evaluation or traveling way too much. And you could have a little bit more, of a semblance of a summer. I think that's right. the way it should be. But yeah. 
with that being said, do you feel, you know, obviously everything's very visible on social media uh, mm-hmm. amongst your peer group. Did you feel like these other events missed you? Um, did you feel at all kind of like, you know, I don't want to say left out, but like, Hey, you know, I belong there. Oh yeah. I mean, obviously you want to be there. You want to be in those like the PDP. I mean, PG all American game. You want those things like in a, in a setting like myself, like in a perspective of a young 18 year old kid, you want, you want to be in those things and competing against the best. I mean, I'm not shooting anybody. Like I'm not docking anybody. All of those players that got invited were great players and they all belong there. Um, and I just want to be a part of it. You know, it's something that I was like going through a checklist throughout the beginning of the summer is something I wanted to be able to just to try to make and compete. Um, but didn't make the team for a PDP or PG national. I mean, a PG all American game, but no, I, I mean, can't look, you can't take it. You got to take it with a grain of salt, obviously. Um, but no, I use that as fuel. I mean, it's up. It's just an opportunity I didn't get, but no, it, I mean, it happens for a reason. I mean, can't be mad about it. So you just got to go out and just grind it out. I mean, just use it as fuel and uh, just, but no, I, uh, I don't think I try. I don't try to play the victim game that I should have been there paddle about it. I mean, learn from it and just go get better. That's all you can do about it. You know? Um, so yeah, I just, just took it, just took it as motivation, honestly. So. Yeah. And I think this opens up the door a little bit and I really appreciate your perspective on that because it's refreshing. Um, and I think that we're all kind of subject to this ever since social media became a mainstream thing you yeah. know, over a decade ago. It's just, um, we live in a world where everyone is broadcasting their highlight reel. Yeah. Um, so you only see their good moments, right? So like mm-hmm. you see like, Oh, here's your prom pictures and you know, state championship or hit a home run or whatever it may be. But like people aren't posting their very human moments in life, their failures, their, yeah. um, the times they trip and fall, whatever it might be. Um, and you know, as, again, as someone who's going through all this, and I kind of want you to speak on this, you know, more so from the the perspective of the kid that's coming up. Right. So what advice would you have for the kid that's coming up in regards to, you know, for a lack of better words, you know, reducing that feeling of FOMO or, you know, fear of missing out on what, what might not be there. Uh, Cause I think you have a really healthy outlook on, Right. Yeah, definitely. For, for kids coming up, I'd just say like, I mean, shoot your, I mean, shoot your goals high, like set, set the bar high. I mean, you obviously want to try to make these things up. I mean, you can't for my, for me personally, I, I set the bar where I, like I wanted to be at all these things, but it didn't happen obviously. Um, but no, you got to set the bar high. Cause you want, you want to be the best. You want to be the best kid in your state. You want to be nationally ranked, but you got to work for it. I'd say just, keep your note, keep your head down and just keep working, get to the grindstone, you know? Um, I mean, if you don't get an opportunity, good. I mean, it just sets a fuel in you, you know, sets a fire in you to go get, to go get something else that that's more important. Um, I mean, shoot, it, that goes with life in general. I mean, you didn't get at, I mean, you ask a girl to the prom and she says, no, I mean, good. I mean, go figure it out. I mean, something like that. So, but no, I'd say just, I mean, really all these kids, I mean, you don't have to do everything to be in, in a good position. Um, like I wasn't invited to all these things and I'm blessed to have this opportunity I have with scout, with scouting things and being committed to Arkansas. I mean, 
and just having all this this draft stuff going on. I mean, and it just it put. I mean, so I would say just go have fun, work hard, and just keep your head down and just don't just don't overhype yourself and just like stay like be be quiet, be humble about it, and just don't be too loud. I mean, just have fun overall, but no. Just go work work hard, and then good things will happen. That's all I got to say about it. Well, that's a very very grounded and mature approach, um, especially for a teenager. So I commend you on that. Shout out to um, – I want to shout out Nas Anatello because I believe he has a very similar yep. mindset where he, he kind of blocks out, you know, the, the third-party rankings, the tweets, you know, all these people that are, you know, ranking you and saying you're this and you're that. Mm-hmm. Um it exists. It's part of you know right. what you sign up for when you're a high level player. Right. Um, and you know, it's you can't let it you have the people. choice of how you perceive that and how you process that. And I think right. something you and Nas both have in common is that you don't let it get to you. I think there's a number of players out there who are either highly ranked or maybe not even highly ranked right. that are so tied into these rankings that really don't mean anything in the long run. Yeah, and rankings think, don't yeah. mean anything. Like I'd also say that for kids that are coming up um, that I feel like they need to hear it. Like ranking is just a number. Like there's so many other kids that are coming for your spot. It just, it doesn't like kids are working. Like say you, you're putting up, putting it off to the side. Like you, you're ranked number one. I mean, doesn't mean you, you stop now. Like you, you continue to keep holding that spot, keep working hard, keep, keep pushing yourself to keep climbing. Um, and you can't, you can't settle. Don't settle. Um, always work. I mean, just love the, love the grind, fall in love with the grind that to a point where it, it's a habit, you know, that you feel like you're working so hard. Like you take a day off and it's like, you feel like you're, you're missing out on something, you know, it's like you needed a break, but you feel like you're missing out on something. You just keep working and just never settle for all that. Cause all the others is just nonsense. It's just noise. Just try to block, just block it out and just keep work, get your, get your head down and keep working. So but no, I, I agree with, I mean, what you're saying about Nas, he's a hard worker. We keep in contact all the time. So he's a, he's a dog too. He's a, he's a, he's putting himself on the map for sure. Yeah. He's having a nice spring. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, again, just to wrap this little topic up here is just like, um, it's really important that you realize that it just takes one. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is something that, you're encountering right now, right? There's 30 clubs out there. <coughs> all 30 clubs don't need to like you. No, not right? at all. Just one. Just one. right. When it comes to colleges, all however many colleges don't need to like you, it just takes one. Yep. And if they like you, you and they give you an opportunity, that's it. And then it's everything else that you just said. You know, block everything out, work hard, grind, and go get it. Um, and I, I think a perfect example of that is uh, Spencer Jones who was a previous guest on the outlier sessions Mm -hmm. uh, going back to last summer. And he didn't have a taker in the draft until pick 24. uh, I believe it was to the New York Yankees. And uh, he is letting 23 other clubs know right now that, um, you know, they probably should have paid a little bit more attention, but he is right where he needs to be uh, Mm -hmm. and he is getting it done. So um, exactly right. You know, just mean, all you, I mean, all these people pass pass someone up, pass one person up, and then you just got to go prove them wrong. That's what I'm on. That's also like just like I got that mindset right now. Like all these people that doubt you and just look like just 
blow you blow you off i mean then you go show them and then that's how you get your like get your payback you know that's how you go do it so uh, that's awesome i'm happy for that guy that's awesome yeah and i think this ties in perfectly and this is something that i don't know if when i was going to approach it or what but i think it's it fits perfectly right here is uh you're under the microscope right now you're mm-hmm. um of interest to the mlb draft to the whole community everyone's buzzing about you know you and a number of other different prep players college players whatever it may be right and inevitably like that exposes flaws um and it's flaws that are out of your control right mm-hmm. um and no player is perfect and i think everyone understands that but um there's a couple things that i think you know you could probably address that you know one is being from a small town of colorado like there really isn't a precedent for position players coming out of the state yep um so you know that there might be a knock against you for being a cold yep. weather position player uh yep, and then two is your age you're going yep. you're 19 right now yep uh, so you'll be a little bit older for the class in the draft what would you say to anyone who um uh, potentially you know knocks you for either your age or for being from a cold weather state yeah i'll, I'll start off with just the whole 19 year old being one of the oldest one in my, in my class. Um, no, I mean, I feel like honestly, if, if a team looks at it that way, I mean, so be it. I mean, honestly, I feel like I'm the youngest 19 year old in the draft. I mean, I mean, shoot, just, I'm still growing. I feel like, I, I feel like I still got a baby face. I haven't, I don't have a beard or anything yet. I mean, it's, right. it's I'm, I'm just starting to finally come together. And I feel like the, it's just, just the beginning of it. Honestly, I feel like I'm finally being able to fill out, personally as, as, uh, as time went on um just a late bloomer it runs in my family like the, uh when my uh, my middle cousin my dad's twin brother he uh his middle son he uh his junior is when he finally started growing i mean he was like five i want to say five eight like just a pipsqueak going through basketball um and that summer he grew to be six three and just just a late guy just a late bloomer um and just being out, then going out in the, the next uh, next winter and just balling out. I mean, he 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 went to my dad's alma mater in Strasburg, and he he came to Eaton one time, and he put up forty nine. I was like, how did this little kid just pipsqueak, grow up to be some like giant freak, and then just dropping fifty bomb on us? I'm like, but no, it's 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 uh. I don't know. I feel like, I just feel like I'm like a late bloomer and and, all, and just all in all, I'm, I'm a late bloomer young. I feel like I'm a young 19 year old that's still growing. Um, if you want to dock me on that, I mean, so be it. I can't help it. I mean, I'm in the position I am. Um, can't change none of that. So um, I'm just, just trying to do my thing. So, um, but no, I feel like I honestly, I don't find it as a knock if, if I'm still like in the way I am. I mean, haven't shaved, still growing, still trying to fill out and just doing my thing. So, but no, that's how, what I have on that. But no, besides that, with the whole cold, cold weather state, I mean, obviously you see, you don't see many kids that get the spotlight coming from Colorado, but just to name a few hitters, I mean, like Casey Opitz, catcher at Arkansas a few years ago, now is in the, the Cubs organization. Um, Jack Moss, he's playing Arkansas tonight, hitting the two spot for Texas, Texas A&M. Um, and just, just kids like that. I mean, kids that don't get a lot of spotlight coming out of high school. Um, and then they go to these big schools and then they're tearing it up. Um, and me being in the position I am and having good showcase at 
PG National, um, area codes, WWBA, and being having good showings. Um, I just kind of want to put Colorado on the map for that. There are plenty of good hitters here in Colorado, and just to name of like, I could go all around just from my team, other teams here, and I mean just the arms we have here. I that that's a whole another subject, just the arm piece, but just the hitters part is that I want to put Colorado on the map. Just that Colorado has plenty of other guys that that get underlooked, I believe. Um, but I'm great. I'm very grateful for the position I am with all these scouts. And but no, I just keep it as a chip on my shoulder that Colorado has a lot of potential and it's in their bats, you know. And I want. I just want to be one of the stepping stones for that, you know. So, but trust me, I, I hear you, and I think Colorado's on the on the come up right now and yeah. i think you, you call that jack moss uh you call that casey opitz uh i think you look at what garrett martin's doing now that he's finally oh, yeah. had an opportunity about garrett martin. at austin p and mm-hmm. uh another one that i was a big fan of for a number of years uh from cherry creek who's got a little bit of a, a different build but you know he's off to a really good start in pro ball university of arizona started at texas tech tanner otremba i don't know if you know that name but yeah i've heard of that name yeah man, that guy can really hit um i mean so. skylar messinger from uh he went to he went to texas last year got drafted by the rockies he he went to to Niwot. i mean just the bats that we got here i mean just i went through big programs and that's where they finally shined um just kind of got underlooked in high school but but no, I'd say just you could go on and on about the bats we have that come through here in colorado it's 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 a good, I mean, outlook that outlet to go to just to look at what we have here and just a pretty humbling. So, but no, I definitely want to be the, be one of the next to be on the map for sure. You know? Hey, I hear you. And, uh, I'm here for it. So yes, sir. Uh, I do want to, you know, make one comment here from my perspective on you being a little bit older for the class is that there, there might be one or two other players in the entire class, college or high school, uh, that are a load in 10 at your size. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I think that's something that like, to your point, like there's a lot of kids that at 15 years old are like fully physically mature and right. like they're physically maxed out. I mean, it's not their fault, but like, it's just, it's the reality. So like yep. going back to you being a late bloomer and it's like, even since the first time we tested you two years ago and you were six to 180 pounds, like, yeah, you're I've ever been through. Yeah. Like your, your weight's coming on and like, you, you don't look overgrown and like, it looks right. like there's room for more. And, you know, I'll tell you, like a lot of people look at me and they say, you know, like, Oh, you're, you know, six, three, six, four, whatever. I'm like, no, I'm six, two. That's what I am. I used to have to, you know, test the, the measuring stick, you know, where, before we measured all the athletes and I right. knew that it was set up right. If I was coming in at six, two. And the last time I stood next to you, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm I'm looking up at this guy. He is six four. I went to you know two of my college roommates were six four. Walker Martin is six four, <laughs> and that's without cleats on. So, um, yeah, I I just think that that's something that's really important. And I've just I've seen so many athletes over you know the past five or six years, like more athletes than you could ever comprehend. And right. uh, you like you don't you don't go from being like a load in six to a load in 10. That just doesn't happen. Like you make right. like incremental improvement. You went from a nine to a 10 over the course of two years. Right. So like the majority of the guys that are in the draft 
will never have your level of athleticism. And that's where I personally think that the whole age debate should just go out the window. Um, when you have that added, you know, element or that added piece of like, Hey, this guy's just different. Right. Um, so anyway, that's my two cents. And, uh, I don't think that your age should matter. So thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. (laughs) Cool. Uh, let's go ahead and take a trip down memory lane. Um, the first time you completed the load and sports evaluation was at the PBR futures game back in 2021, Mm -hmm. back in that state that you love with all the humidity. Yeah. Oh yeah. If I do remember it, the, the air was heavy that night when we walked. It was out. heavy. <laughs> it was heavy. Yeah. Um, so at six two one eighty, we're low to nine. Uh, we tested four hundred athletes at that event that day, uh, and then the leaderboard went out the next day, and you were at right at the top uh, with one other player. Um, what were your thoughts? You know, just not really being familiar it was new to a whole lot of people people didn't know what a load and score was but just kind of seeing your name at the top like, yeah i mean going through it i mean, I mean there's a lot to it i i enjoyed it it was a lot of fun being able to test see where i ranked up against the guys i mean going into it, i didn't think i'd be like at the top i thought i was just be i mean i mean there's plenty of just freaks there that i thought were just gonna soar up soar over me but no be coming out with the next day i mean being at one at the top uh close to it um i mean it was cool it was a good feeling obviously i gave me a little confidence boost good confidence booster um honestly i thought i could have done better um at times but but no i definitely thought it was an awesome experience i had a lot of fun with it the testing um but no it just set i mean set the bar of what i needed to keep working on and just as my body kept going through the growing stage like it just everything's gonna start like sinking in so i was pretty pumped about it yeah so that was the biggest uncommitted event in the country yep uh and after that event over 300 players went on to commit to play uh college baseball most of them division one uh and it was that fall when you committed to arkansas i do want to talk about your college process a little bit um who else came calling and how did you decide on arkansas yeah, so with the whole recruiting process, I mean, it was a, it was a long, it was a long period of time. It was, I mean, it, there were times where it's stressful. I, um, had some times where I had to make some decisions of whether if I wanted to pursue with this school or not. Um, pretty, I mean, but no, I'm pretty, hum- I'm humble to having a, like, have that. Am I like looking back at it? Just pretty blessed and fortunate to have that opportunity with all those with the schools that I had and just who came knocking on the door. So, but no, I'd say just to narrow it down just to my like top five, I'd say obviously Arkansas, Texas, uh, Louisville, Tennessee, and I'd say Texas and then were my top five. Um, but no, I wanted to be able to at least touch, see it and just like, just go out and have that experience. I didn't want to make any commitment like with not being able to go there and seeing it at first. So said like was able to see most of them, um, uh, which I was, which was awesome, but being able to go through it, I just felt like I took and I prayed about it a lot. I mean, it was a stressful time and I just wanted clarity, prayed for that and just to make it obvious. So um, I feel like there's times where God was telling me to stay away from some schools. Um, 
And I feel like once I was there in Arkansas, it was just, it was obvious when I, and then I'd set or fi, like my family, like final decision was we, we made a deal that it needed to be at our, at, that, at our dinner table, like come back from the trip and then make the decision at the dinner table. And so was able to go to Arkansas, loved it. Everything about it was awesome. Just the fan base, the facilities, the coaches, just the relationship I was able to like create with some players and obviously Nate Thompson, he went through it all. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I enjoyed it, everything about it. And I feel like there, we, t- I, we like to call him Godwinks. Um, and we, he made it obvious that it was a school for me, the best fit. And there was a bunch of other stories that tie into it, but it, that's a whole, just a long story. But, uh, but no, it's, <clears throat> it was a school for me and I'm, I'm pretty blessed to be, in the position I am and signed with them. So I'm, I'm, I'm a pig through and through. So there you go. And here was just thinking that it was, you know, well, I can't go to Texas. I can't go to Texas A&M. I can't go to Tennessee because it's not red and I need to get a new wardrobe. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That helps out for sure. Yeah. So you could just keep wearing red, which is nice. Good call. With that, I mean, honestly, just talking with Coach Van Horn at his desk, um, just his competitive nature and his willingness and want the want he has to win a national championship is what I want. Like, I want to be able to go win state championships in high school, win a national title at Arkansas, and then hopefully make a team that wins a nat- wins a world uh, world uh, world series someday. So I feel like that'd be pretty neat opportunity to have. So, but no, I'd say his just competitive nature, he has the want to win and it just fits the role of that, of what I play, that I want to be surrounded by. Well, there's plenty of big league teams that we're red too. So yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, okay. So uh, let's get to know you a little bit on a baseball field. I just want to kind of, from your perspective, and we talked about it earlier with the center fielder Gentry, I believe your slot yep. receiver. Yep. Yeah. How does, how do you use your athleticism? We heard about his athleticism. How do you use your athleticism as an advantage on the baseball field? Yeah. uh, Athleticism. I mean, just going from sport to sport, like football, basketball, and baseball, you got, there's different, like different realms and elements that you need to use different key pieces of muscles, brain, like uh, just thinking aware and just like using your brain, like in different, like different spots, different, different times. So on the football field, I mean, you got always get as a quarterback. You want to be the leader on the field. You got to be able to be aware of who's coming at what position, when the when to throw it, um, when to scramble, and when to not, when to stay in the pocket and rip it down the seam or something like that. So you gotta ha- you gotta be situational aware of your surroundings and like where to throw it and on, be on time. So a bunch of stuff comes into play with that. Um, so and it just makes you think like. You just got to be up. You got to be on like on point with everything, especially on the basketball court too. Because what like once you're done the play, then there's an opening. You got to make that quick, quick thought and just quick, uh, quick transition, like a quick pass. Because uh, you don't you don't ever know who's closing out or coming. So, but, but no, in, in baseball it all ties in together. So and it's it helps it helps me out a lot because I'm always thinking, always knowing where my my defense is where third base is playing second base is playing when I need to get it out when I need to get to the base um who's on first who's running if if there's if they're a runner or not um and with my outfield too like if it's like 
hit in between us and the Bermuda Triangle, needing to know if I need to go out and get it or knowing that they, they're going to be in close enough to make that play, make it. So it all ties in together. You just got to be able to know your surroundings and all that. So, and it helps me. So it makes me, it just keeps the game interesting, you know, um, and it just keeps me on my toes and thinking. So I'm always doing something, always doing something football, always did something basketball. It just never stopped. It was a continuous thing. So, and I'd encourage more and more athletes to take role in as many sports, as many sports as they can in their high school days, you know, because it's going to help you in the long run. And you're one in the one sport you do play. Well, I think this transitions really well into the next question, uh, which is that uh, you homered in nine straight games earlier this spring. Uh, yep. That's not a typo. That's that's nine straight games. So you took a couple games off from hitting home runs, and then you're right back on it again. <laughs> right. Um, you know, maybe that is also another area where athleticism <laughs> kind of on a baseball field for you is that mm -hmm. uh, you've got some juice that other guys just don't have. Um, I think that's kind of objective at this point. But uh, when you got a few games deep into that home run streak. Did you start thinking about it at all? Like, did it creep into your head? Like, oh, I got to hit a home run today. I'm, if I'm being completely 100% honest with you, I had no idea that that was even a thing. Like, the, as many – like, when I saw on Max Preps that next day, like, as the headline, like, Walker Martin, nine straight games just short of the national record, <laughs> I was like, was that even a thing? I had no idea. Like, I, I lost the streak, and I was like, shoot darn i mean can't win them all you know right but no I, it's i mean it kind of set a fire in me because it just it's that competitiveness in me that wants to be able to go out and do it but once like like every i took every like same approach with every at bat i had like leading into it like the next game i'd hit one and then going to the next game I, it, my approach wouldn't change i wouldn't be trying to go big fly either or um i was just trying to stay up the middle stay to gap to gap um and back like just hit it as hard as I can off the wall. That's my approach. Um, and just hit it just in the gaps, in the gaps, and just think double. So, and then was able to just continuous do that, hit more, hit more home runs um, with that approach. And it just, it's been working. So, um, but no, I'd say when I, when I saw that whole thing go down the next day, I was like, dang, just one game, one game short, but. I mean, yeah, I, I was shocked. Like six or seven games into that home run streak, I was like, "Why are they still pitching them to him at this point?" And it, if you're an upcoming opponent and you're listening to this, is pitch to him, please. Yeah, please, please <laughs> yeah, do. keep pitching to him. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just it got a little silly there for a minute, where I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, all you got to do is put a good swing on it." And yeah, yeah, right, yeah. I just <laughs> everybody was asking me. I was like, "You gonna hit another home run?" I was like, "You man, I just." I just been doing my thing. Then I mean, if it happens, it happens. So, all right. But. Well, got a, a couple more questions for you, and then I'm going to let you, you know, move on with your evening. Um, you got quite a few scouts buzzing right now, uh, and it's it's more than just one. <laughs> so everyone's flying into Denver for the first time in a long time uh, to get yeah. a look at a positional prospect on the high school side, and um, I got to ask you. You know, first off, they're all coming here, right? And right. in years past, there's been a couple of players who have, and this isn't just here in Colorado. This is in a lot of parts of the country, right? Where like mm -hmm. players leave the cold weather part of the country to get more exposure somewhere else. Yep. Um, 
you know, Cole Wynn was an example. He relocated from Colorado to Southern California. He ended up going in the first round uh, for his senior year. Did you have, and we live in an era and it just happened again today. I'm sure you saw it uh, in college, women's college basketball, you know, Haley Van Lith, Louisville enters the portal and now she's at LSU. Uh, one of the more exciting women's basketball players in the country has yep. joined the national champion. Um, and that opportunity exists for the high level high school athlete now, whether it be, you know, football or baseball or whatever it is, there's a lot of different academies out there that are recruiting, right. especially on the national scene. Did you have anyone reach out to you and try and pull you to an academy? Yeah, I've had, had a few, I mean, reach out and ask me if I wanted to join their, their prep school. And I mean, going into it, always my, my answer was no, I want, I want to stay home. This, this is home to me. Um, and I, I didn't want to leave. I mean, Eaton High School is is my school, and I'm proud of it. And I wouldn't be in the position without it, you know. Um, the teammates I have, they push me. The teachers I have, they push me. And just the community, I love it. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't change anything about it. Um, so I, I, I was sticking here through and through. Um, my obvious answer was no to all those uh, schools that reached out. I, I was thankful for them reaching out, obviously. But, no, this is the school for me, and this is where I wanted to – to continue my, uh, my high school career, you know, um, I feel like it's a, it's a special moment to have these scouts flying into Colorado, um, rather than a prep school somewhere else, you know, um, it's special to me. Yeah. I think I really appreciate it because I've seen a number of different players leave a situation that's very similar to yours. And I really appreciate everything that you've shared and obviously eaten mm -hmm. it's near and dear to your heart. And I think that's very genuine. Um, but I think, you know, something that's really important to kind of magnify in this situation talking about this is that like they came, right? Like you stayed right. and, and everybody that needed to see you or is going to need to see you is, is flying into Denver and they're coming to yep. see you. And like, that's, that's how this thing works. Um, so, you know, no knock on anybody who, you know, leaves their hometown and, and, goes right. and plays at a prep or an academy or whatever it is. But like, yeah, don't no feel knock. like that's your only route. Yep, definitely. No, these these are my guys here. I mean, these are my ride or die guys, and been doing it since second grade with them. So, had to finish it out with them, and I'm wouldn't change anything about it. So, very cool. Um, okay, so the decision makers are in, and they're at almost every game you're playing on. You just continue to hit home runs, which is it. It's great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I gotta ask you because I've I've heard this from you know, players who have who've walked your path before um, they go to a national event like the area code games and there's, you know, 300 scouts in the crowd and then a couple parents. Um, and there's no pressure there per se, because right. they're there to see everybody. Yep. But in a yep. situation like Eaton, and I know you got a couple guys on your team that are probably of interest to the pro community, even still mm -hmm. now, uh, yep. notably Tate and, um, you know, a couple of the other guys, but it's, like you, you know that they're they're in there primarily to see you, right? Yeah. Um, and does that does that feel any different? I guess than the area code situation where it's like, oh, yeah. we're, we're here to see everyone. Yeah, definitely, it's definitely a different feeling. Um, like at area codes, I was more loose. I mean, always see there's hundreds of scouts there. I mean, like from a person that's that's blind to the situation, they think it's a, it, it's it's crazy. Obviously, I mean, it's still nuts. I mean, 
don't get me wrong, but I mean, they're there to see everybody, like you said. Um, but no, once they start coming to your hometown, just to, just to watch and you see all the phones like just on the side and then they go off and disappear for a bit. And then once you go back up the bat, they're up there again with their phones and they just like, it's like they spawn and they respawn, you know? Um, yeah. But no, it's, it's definitely, it's different. It's a different feeling, but, but I, I try not to think about it too much. I mean, obviously I'm just trying to enjoy my senior year. Um, not trying to think too much, not trying to do too much. I'm just trying to be myself. Um, and that was, it was kind of hard to, hard to understand that going into the beginning of the season, I was kind of struggling the first three games, um, of the season and had some time. We were in Pueblo and then our fourth game, I was like in between the third and fourth, I had some time just to just pray about it and just think like, and just think things through. It was like, I mean, all I thought was like, man, you gotta, you have a great situation like in in front of myself, like you have, if it works out, I mean, you go you sign pro ball. And then if it doesn't work out, you got a great backup plan in Arkansas, you know, and I, it stuck with me. So, I mean, and I just, it let me relax and like, just be, let me be loose and free and just be myself. So, um, but no, I try, it's, it's definitely cool to have all those, all those decision makers out and, and, and evaluating, you know, but I try not to look at it as, as if they're an area scout and, or the GM or something like that, but, I mean, they're, I mean, I'm just, they're all here to, just to watch and I just want to just go out and be myself. That's all I'm trying to do. So, and it's helped, it's helped me relax in, in the moment too. Well, I can say, you know, from, again, from my perspective, just like, I think it says a ton about who you are. And I think it's something that's really important to, you know, again, talk about a little bit here is just what you're doing like the fact that you're able to perform the way that you're performing, right. And the way that you hit nine home runs in, in nine straight games and then you continue right. to hit, continue to hit and you're doing it in front of all these people at, again, like it's no moment is, is too big for you. And I, I don't think that's something that people are fully able to appreciate. I don't think anybody's ever going to be able to put themselves in your shoes in this situation, but uh, you know, hats off to you, you know, being thank able you. to do what you're doing. So yeah, thank you. Well, uh, I do want to ask you, and if if you don't want to call anybody out, that's that's fine. But if okay. you do, then you know, okay, maybe we'll get a couple more views. But exactly. <laughs> what kind of interest are you getting? Um, and are there any certain teams that might seem to be a little bit more interested than others? Man, I mean, it's all it all seems like like to this point, like I I know like mo- like all the area area like area scouts like i know those guys i see them pull up and i'll go say hi to them and like we catch up it's just we have a good relationship sometimes with the most of them so and i've seen a good handful of all those guys there but once they start texting they're sending out some like some other guys you know and it's hard to picture who they are sometimes but right um but no it's like it's it's like how do i describe it? like there's teams that seem like there's more, they're more interested at times. And then they're, then the, those, there'll be another team that seems like they're more interested and those, the, that team will shy away and then they'll come back. Like it's off and on with teams, you know, but, but no, I'd say there's a lot of teams in the NL West that have been pretty interested. Um, I feel like personally, but, but no, it's right now it's all up in the air. So, <coughs> 
Monopoly. Well, you know how it is is on draft night, you're going to get a phone call from <laughs> a team that you don't even remember seeing out at any games and you never talked to anybody. <laughs> right, yeah. Most like, most of the times these games is that they're here just – they keep their distance, like those hiring guys, and they're, they're just there to evaluate, which is fine. I have no problem with that. Like just come watch and then leave right as the game's over, you know. But um, so it's it's definitely different for sure. But uh, it's cool. I mean, it's just hard to figure out who's with who. And like you try to picture out like with all these text messages, like which guys are which. But um, but no, it's it's all cool. So all right, we'll take you off the draft hot seat. Uh, this is a question from uh, Sean, actually. Okay. Yeah, he wanted to. He wanted you to explain or kind of comment on what it's like living and playing at altitude. Um, and if you notice the difference when you leave the state. Yeah. I mean, there, yeah, definitely. I'd say first thing that like the ball doesn't travel as far, obviously. Um, uh, like for example, there are some at bats in uh, what was it? What state was it? I'd say, it was one of the Southern States. I think it was Bama. It was just muggy. Like, you know, like I just squared it up. I like at home, I knew this ball was gone and then it gets caught right at the warning track. I'm like, man, and then you just, there's stuff like that. I'd say obviously hitting the ball. Um, but no, I think running is definitely hard here. Like it's definitely not like the best thing. Like in, on Friday night lights, like I'm gassed. Like if I get a, like a, like just a, like a 80 yard run, I'm just gassed. And, but like if I was sprinting like around in a game or something at in Georgia, I feel like it's easier to breathe there, but, um, and just, but honestly, I don't know. It's, it's gotta be nice. Cause you must feel like Superman when you leave the state. <laughs> yeah. Once I leave the state, I feel great. But, uh, once you come back from like a two week span, you're like, man, it just like punches you right in the face. But yeah. So but if no. you're loading 10 at altitude, imagine what you'd be at sea level. <laughs> right. For sure. All right. Uh, how do you train? How often? Uh, and does it ebb and flow over the course of the year? Yeah. So we have a trainer at school. His name's Cameron Stewart. Um, he's also one of our, he's our offensive coordinator on the football team. And he's our, one of our basketball coaches too. So, but he runs a thing called zero hour in the mornings and in the summers he does. I, I've trained with him since beginning of seventh grade all the way to my senior year, actually sixth grade, actually. So from sixth grade on, he's trained with us. He did a summer program as where he just trained us how to lift weight, proper weight, and like the proper way to lift and how to avoid getting hurt is like the main reason we started at from sixth grade to seventh grade is like just all form. And like we started progressing into weights our eighth grade year and just building up stuff um, and doing a lot of physical therapy. I mean, he just pretty much just taught like us how to be safe when we're lifting, which was nice. And then getting into high school is when we really started getting getting into it. Um, so we'd do it three, three times a week, three days a week we'd lift. Um, and then obviously I'd have time like on those days where I didn't have his class um, to do my own things at times. Like for example, when I didn't play basketball this year, I, that's all I did. I just lifted with Stu three days a week. And then on my, on those two days when I didn't, I'd lift at my house and do my own thing. Um, but no, he, we, Cam's been such a big help to me. He does a lot of explosive work, um, helps me with my body. He understands like what, what certain like kids need, like Ryder, he's a football player. He knows he's, 
he's a bigger kid and like needs a lot more weight and all this stuff. And he's, a, he's a bench, like a best bench, bench press type of guy. Like he understands like what those football players need. And for Tate, Mitch and myself, he understands like what we need and what we need to be free and free and easy not so up and t- uptight um, and not be like too big, but also like be at a point where we're strong and like strong at that suit, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's been a blessing here in Eaton. It's been like, it's been like luxury to have him here just training all of the students. Um, he does a great job. Um, and it's, yeah, it, we're, we're spoiled for sure. Um, but no, besides that, I mean, we have that. And then my dad's a physical therapist and he treats me whenever I want. We have a table downstairs, which is awesome. I mean, if I have something like my body aches, he does like a bunch of MAT, ART and bunches of stuff. And then if I remember Denver, like in the lunchroom area, I can just swing into my uncle's. He's also a PT. So they, it's, it's nice to have in the family. So and they, they keep us right and they keep us, our, our uh, bodies nice and loose and free and easy, you know, and they just keeps us strong. You know, they, uh, they know what, what to do for us and it's, it's nice to have. So. So one thing that I do want to touch on here before we, we move this along and then you gotta make sure that you're, you're seven to eight tonight. Oh, yeah. but, yep. Um, lifting in season. Can you just speak to, you know, one, do you lift in season two? Yep. If yes, uh, how important is that to, I mean, just like if you're a freshman in high school, sophomore mm-hmm. in high school, junior high school, whatever it is, I think a lot of kids will lift in the off season. They'll see all these gains. They'll see all these improvements. And then the season, yeah. hits, they stop lifting and then it's like a gradual decline. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So speak to the importance of lifting in season. Yeah, it, it's important to like maintain that through the season, you know, like, like just Stu does a great job. He does percentages for us, like on certain days, like we'll do like this week we're on, I'd say probably 70% trap bar right now. And then next week we'll probably be like at 50 or something. So he knows like what we need and like what percentages we need to do through that week. But no, I'd say keep up with your weights and like, it's important. Like you don't, don't take that time off. Like once season hits, don't just stop. Cause once you, once that hits and you just stop and all that muscle you gain in the off season is just going to wear off, you know? And it's, it's important to maintain that and like keep it strong. Cause that's what's, that's what's going to keep you going through the season keep your, your body, your muscles right. And just keeps you, keeps you going. You know, I enjoy a good lift at, like in the mornings. Like I like that feeling of like hitting legs and like, you got that good soreness, you know, it helps me go through the days and it just, it's, it's, it's important to have, like, it's important to push yourself through, even through season, even though when it gets tough, get it done, you know? Um, but no, I tell the younger classmen, underclassmen just to keep going after it. And like, once that season hits, don't like, don't stop like what you're doing, keep that same progression throughout the whole year. So, yeah. I, so I agree. Like lifting can be one lifting in season can one be a great primer. Right. So if you got to practice yeah. later in the day, game, whatever it is, like get your body moving, get it active. Yeah. That's, uh, I use, that's why I like, I like lifting before games. I like getting active in the morning, get not like nothing too crazy not like going, throwing three plates on it and then the back squat, you know, but no, like getting at least getting some good weight on, getting a good pump, um, gets the body right, keeps it going. So, um, but no, it, yeah, like you're saying, so didn't want to interrupt, but no, I, I enjoy lifting in the morning to just to get going before a game no 
you weren't interrupting at all. I think if anything, you're supplementing. I think the second thing is that it just helps prevent the body from breaking down. Yep. Like it's like strength and conditioning in season isn't supposed to be like, Hey, I'm going to go get a lot more stronger. I'm going to get faster, whatever it is. Right. Like that's what the off season training's for. But like mm-hmm. in season, it's really just making sure that you stay healthy and stay on the field. Yeah. Like right. you can't perform unless you're healthy and yep. you, you can look at any level of sport and the highest indicator of success in any sport in terms of winning championships or divisions or whatever it is, is it's literally like how healthy can the roster stay over the course of the season? And the same mm-hmm. goes at every level of a sport, all the way down to high school, uh, club sports, especially traveling in the summer because travel takes an extra toll on the body. It does, yep. But really just, you know, being there, being available for your team and being able to perform at peak is just – and look, you don't, again, you don't need to, you know, overload your lifts by any means. It's more so just yeah. like, Hey, right. make sure your body's not breaking down. Definitely. For sure. I mean, you don't got to go kill yourself every time you're in the gym, you know, but right. at least get, at least get a good pump in either. If you are like lifting like smaller weight, but if you are lifting heavier weight, just be smart about it. And then just like, know your body, know when to stop, like know when to do things like, listen to it like i'd say don't try to do too much but also get your work done though you know yep 100 percent for sure all right so uh how do you handle your downtime uh and what are your some of your favorite non-sport activities yeah so how do how i handle my downtime um i'll just cut straight to it i mean i liked one we have nice weather here i enjoy to go fishing and hunting um like in this off season, did a lot of the goose hunting. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Tate did it as well, so we had, we were doing that quite often. So it was it was a ton of fun being able to just go out and shoot. Um, uh, also, I just I like it's all it's in the sport, but I enjoy like doing lessons with kids. I have some kids coming out, um, and just I like to hit with them. I mean, I don't like it just it's fun to me. I, it's something different from actually performing you know like work i like to express what i what i'm trying to doing and like help them like understand that so um i'll go i'll go to their games and everything which is cool and see them have success it's pretty it's pretty satisfying you know it's like a little coaching moment but i'm not trying to get to that point yet i'm just trying to help them out like through the whole process um and just like build them up so but no we got some good prodigies coming up so there's gonna be some good bats so um let's go but no, it's uh, no, I just I like being outside. I'm an outdoors guy, I like to throw the ball at my dog, I like to hit it to him, I like to do all those things. Um, I work on a farm, um, on the downtime too, so it's uh, it's pretty satisfying to help just with uh, help around the farm, so it's it's fun. I do it with my buddy Ryder, um, and some of and some of other guys too, so it's uh, it's a ton of fun. It's different, it's like it helped me learn a lot of things, like outside of the sports, like the sports world and like learn different types of uh, just life skills, learn how to do different things. And just like, I, I mean, I learned how to weld um, and all this stuff. So I've learned a lot of things, which is cool. So that's awesome to hear. Uh, didn't know that you were so country, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. I got a little country to me, a little boot collar. All right. So let's, let's just wrap it all up. Spotlights on you. All right. Anything you want the world to know about Walker Martin before the 2023 MLB draft? It could be anything. I don't know if you saw Nas's answer to this question. It's a little ridiculous, but had my jaw on the floor. If you haven't, I'm going to 
you got to go watch it yourself. Okay. What do you got? I might have to. Uh, I mean, I just just to understand me at a base level is that, I mean, just I'd say I'm just a fun, easygoing kid. I'd say I'm a humble, hardworking kid um, that just enjoys to play sports. I mean, growing up, grew up playing everything and just uh, I'm getting an opportunity to do my to continue my dream. So and I just I'm grateful for it and I'm excited for the future. But no, I'd say overall, just at a base level, I'm just a humble kid um, that's just trying to put Colorado on the map, you know, so but uh but yeah, that's uh, that's kind of it. I'm not I'm not nothing too crazy, but uh, no, just a little base level. So you didn't do your first backflip when you were two or anything crazy like that. <laughs> no, I can't do a backflip. Nope, can't do that. Yeah, let's try. No, let's I, try and avoid. A fun like fact it. about me though. Um, this is kind of like out of the ordinary. Some like I don't know if that was Nas's uh, answer. Like he could do a backflip at two. It wasn't that, but it was close. It wasn't that. Okay. So it's kind of fun. It's kind of different. You might think it's weird, but just it's all right. I'm just going to start, start straight up. Say it with you. Like I could talk like Donald duck. Are you going to let it fly right now or what? Well, I'm, like, what do you want me to say? I say, ask me to say anything. You can talk like Donald duck. Ask no, him I'm serious. Say. Like if you wanted a crazy answer, there you go. That that's, you might've one up Nas. Oh man. Uh, let's see. What if I just say what's up, everybody? Yeah. How about how about um, thanks everyone for listening? Okay. All right. Hold on. Let me warm up the vocals. Let me get a little. Yeah. Get this man right. some water. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I hope people close their eyes because oh, I might man. have actually been Donald Duck. That Hopefully was really good. Too cringy, but no, that's the that's the that's the different side of me. No, that wasn't too cringy. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna not break out the Mickey Mouse voice right now because I don't know, probably squeak a little bit. Yeah. Want to see on Tuesday if you hear Mickey Mouse? I'm hey, like, I got you. <laughs> I might I might I might quack back at you. Yeah, let's go. No, that was awesome. Right. Uh, definitely Good not stuff. weird because I think that's one of the beautiful things about human beings is that we all have yeah. our oddities about us. So uh, yeah, thank you gotta you have for a little wittiness that. about you. <laughs> gotta do it. Gotta. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, Hour and a half. This has been fantastic. Uh, yeah, so I've enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Um, Appreciate it. Best of luck the rest of the way and very exciting days ahead for you. Yeah, for sure. We'll catch up with you on Tuesday for sure. Sounds like a plan. Walker, thank you. Loading Sports Outlier Session Season 2. We'll see you next time.